So today, Sarah is, you're going to... Yes, you can do it. The Philippians. <laughs> the Philippians. I'm going to the Philippians. <laughs> yes, Tony, I am going to the Philippians. You're going on a mission trip, and you're really yeah. excited, and I get yeah. to stay here he gets in to Southern California. Take care of everything. Yeah. Yeah. While so... you go have fun, gallivant and... Gallivant. Sit on the beach. I assume that's all you're going to do on I'm a mission trip. I'm just sunbathing the whole time. So anyone that's listening that doesn't know what a mission trip is, would you want to – can you explain that? Because I don't know. Maybe some people assume it's just like a vacation. You do something right, good. See, or that's what, cool. What is... Well, and I think that's where the my – comes from. I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, well, yeah. Is that like a – so, no, no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm going on this mission trip, and I'm super excited because this is, like, one of my favorite things to do is to travel and meet people and get to love people and introduce them to God and all these things, but not necessarily in the same manner. But you didn't ask that question. You asked what a mission trip really is. Right. And it's a group of people that go somewhere, and they they take ownership of a project, typically. And, for example, you can build a church or a school or something that the community needs there, or do disaster work, whatever it is that that community needs. And it's typically not funded at all by the community. It's all your own funding, and you go and you do this good deed. So typically church groups do this, some schools do this. And so it could be whatever, really. A lot of times they do evangelistic series paired with that. So at night there's always these programs going on, so then at the end of the week they can baptize people and, like, grow the church, right? So that's, like, the typical understanding of a mission trip. Evangelism. Okay. Yeah, so it's evangelism. So you're going overseas to do that? Yes. Got it. To the Philippines. Philippians. <laughs> <laughs> Abidiginals. Abidiginal Philippines. <laughs> Are there Abidiginals in the Philippines? Yeah. So There's so many questions I have about just the name itself. Why is Filipino spelled with an F and Philippines spelled with a PH? You know, like all those things that is I don't... Is that really? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you should... Get out That's more. Kind of <laughs> really? Anyhow, it's Philippines? Philippines? Yeah, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-I-N-E-S. And then the Filipinos are F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O. I don't know that I knew that. Yeah, and so it always confused me because I was like, <laughs> how am I supposed to know how to spell things when you switch things like that? That's why I'm not going on this trip. I yeah. didn't even know that. You would not be accepted. Nope. Shunned at the border. Yeah, they'd be like, sorry. <laughs> Get back in the water and swim <laughs> back. <laughs> you want me to go where? So, um, okay, so... I I struggle with that idea of mission trips. Okay, why? Because, like, uh, I wonder sometimes if, okay, so we're going over there, and you're going to do something. You're going to build a church. Mm-hmm. Does that community even need a church? You're going to go over, and you're going to do all these fantastic things that I wonder, like, could those communities be doing that themselves? Would it benefit them better if we sent money over there and hired people like got business starting there and we we gave to construction workers there to build churches and right uh, and i I just wonder like you know what are is do they really have a need for more schools and more churches and more meetings or do they have a need for like clean water or energy or whatever and I get that, frustrated with that. And that is my... It's like, here comes all the white saviors to go save, you know, the... Yeah. Abidiginals. Abidiginals. <laughs> Saving them. Just kidding. Um. So, this is... I struggle with the same thing. And honestly, on this trip, I do see the importance of it because um, we're going with most of the families from that area. 
and there's a lot of people that it's their hometown. They've been there before, and so they promise to come and finish the project. Mm. So, for example, a lot of people come through there, and instead of us staying in a hotel, what they wanted us to do is put our money, to, like give our money to them that we would spend on the hotel, which is really expensive, and they would just build a dorm. Wow. And so now the dorm is being built out of the money that we would have spent on a hotel, and now there's like a permanent structure, something that they can use as a community, and it's benefiting the community. That's cool. So that's really cool to me. And I'm like, yes, this makes sense. That's awesome. So you're building the places you're going to be sleeping in? No, they're building those. And we're building, I'm going to. You're sleeping in tents? Where you, where wouldn't that be fun? No, we're staying in the building. It's being oh. wrapped up right now. Oh, They're I finishing see. it. We already sent all our money a couple months ago. And yeah. so we're helping finish some other projects. So I think that there's like a school or a church or something like that that we're finishing up. And then every we're having 15 sites where there's speakers and we're going all out, so we're having every night these mega meetings um, with one huge one in the stadium, hmm. and then all day we're working. Wow. So it's insane, and it's awesome, and people love it, and it's like what people live for a lot of the time, and it changes people's lives because they're experiencing this culture that they've never experienced, and they're doing something good at the same time. So it's like vacation with a purpose. Okay. Right? So, okay, yeah. So you just said vacation with a purpose because why else would half these people go and that's what i want that's what bothers me sometimes i'm all for going to like other countries and doing these altruistic things mm -hmm. but it also bothers me because i hear like these i hear these teenagers come come back from overseas and they're all they talk about they're not talking about how they helped change these lives and did these incredible things for these mm -hmm. towns or cities they're talking about the safari they went on they're talking right. about the, I got to put my head in an alligator's mouth, and uh, you know, whatever. Right. I, don't, I actually have never heard that one before, but I just... Well, and honestly, this is what stresses me out, because, all right, as most of you know, I think I mentioned this, I'm a missionary kid and a pastor's kid. I say this a lot, but it's because it's really what's formed me, and I'm like a foreigner, but not at all, all at once. And I, I remember when I moved to the U.S., I thought that I was miserable, and I couldn't understand why God would let me come back to a place that didn't need anything. And I was like, "All I need to be overseas. I need to love people. I need to introduce them to God. I need to whatever it may be. And not necessarily in the evangelistic, <laughs> like get baptized now, get converted. More just like I wanted them to experience something beyond themselves and see the God I understood. The people from other countries or the yeah, people here? the people from other countries. Okay. And so when I moved to the U.S., I was super angry because I was like, this is so dumb. This is like, I have no purpose anymore. Hmm. And then it took me like months to figure out that, wait, it's not really about me and me being overseas hmm. and how much more work is there to do in the U.S. Right. And so it took me forever to become comfortable with the concept that there's just as much mission work to be done in my own backyard in the U.S. as overseas. And why is it? And this is what I'm struggling with right now. My heart is overseas, but I'm getting ready to go to the Philippines and I'm spazzing out because I'm thinking, but there's so much stuff I have to do right now here. Right. And so, yeah, go ahead and talk. And, sorry, distraction. <laughs> and so we're so caught up in this and it's so terrifying to like, to, for me to think like, what if I get trapped in the mindset once more that I have to be overseas in a group of people that are different than me Right. In order to, like, do something good. Or why can't I have that same passion when I'm here? Right. right, right. And what about these 60 people that are going to the Philippines and then they're going to come back and still not have any passion or want to do anything here? Hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, 
someone's going to give Sarah. Okay. A, just keep Be it rolling. Just go, Tony. React. So that's so my reaction. Ah, oh, okay. I'll pretend that I'm talking to Sarah. Sarah has a visitor, someone that's coming to see her. And she's, getting a hug right now. she's getting a big hug. I think Sarah needed a hug today. But I, I'll wait for Sarah. This is awkward, Cody. Let's pause. Let's pause it. We're back. Sarah needed to hug someone she hadn't seen in a while. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Hugs happen to hugs the best happen. of us. Hey, that's a good bumper sticker. Hugs, hugs happen. happen. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I we like that. We should make that. Hugs happen. Or a t-shirt. No? Perfect. I like Somebody that. make it and mail it to us. Some hugs. of our one listener. Hugs people. happen, please. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Because we're not going to remember that happened. So we're talking about mission trips and all of that. Um, my, I just heard something really cool, actually, about a group that they went overseas and they found out that this village didn't have power. Mm -hmm. And so they they took these soccer balls and they put these little, um, like, charger things. Huh. And what happens is the more you kick the ball, the more it charges up. And so this city or this town or whatever, the kids play soccer, like, all day. And they didn't have soccer balls. And so World what they do cup. is... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't even know. It's, it's World Cup. It's happening. It's America losing. Okay, probably. we're moving on. Okay, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we are. <laughs> so um, they would kick these soccer balls, and then at night they'd take out the little battery thing, and they'd plug it in, and the village had power, <gasps> which so is cool. really cool. And so instead of going over and, like, building a bunch of churches, because I keep hearing, again, I've never been on a mission trip, so I'm the very opposite spectrum of you. I keep hearing that there are all these churches that are just sitting empty, all this kind of stuff. I hear the opposite of how great mission trips are. And so I, I wonder, I pose the question, shouldn't we be doing, you know, fresh ideas like these soccer balls and things that actually, like, help the community with a need they have? You know, why not go over and help them with wells so that they have clean water rather than right. let me give you religion and give you a church and this and that? Right. I, I just wonder. Maybe, maybe it needs to be both. I don't know. I think it has to be a little bit of both. I think that so often we, we limit ourselves by saying it has to be a church or it has to be a building or it has to be a school. However, having said that, however, however, <laughs> ever, ever, overseas, oh no, forever, ever, <laughs> <laughs> overseas, um, people are way more religious oriented. Like religion is important to them. That's part of their culture. And so for them, a gathering place is not like it is in the U.S. The U.S. it's used one day a week. Overseas, hmm. it's like Wednesday night, Thursday day, Friday. You know, like they have something all the time, and typically think, they though, utilize it better. Do you think as these countries develop more, though, they become more and more like America or these other European countries where? They have less and less of that and more and more. I don't know. I wonder. I mean, possibly. Our generation kind of sucks. So. What do you mean by that sucks? I mean. I, mean, I don't agree. I, I don't disagree. But. No, I just, I, I think that our mindset as a generation is, is completely different than the older generation, which was proud of their belief systems and having someplace nice to sit and being part of a community. We're looking for a community, but we're not willing to create a community half the time. And so or we just don't always think community is within the walls of a church. Exactly. And so I think that's where the, the paradigm shift is happening. And I'm not sure actually how it is overseas. And that's kind of why I'm freaking out because I've done a lot of traveling my whole life. And I, I make sure to leave the continent every year, at mm -hmm. least once. But I haven't gone on a traditional mission trip 
since like high school or maybe my first well, year of college. So it's been 10 years. And in my head, I'm kind of spazzing because I'm like, what if this isn't what they need? And I don't know because I don't know the environment. And then I get back into like we're putting tons of money to fly out there. Right. So like, what if my what if I'm not needed? What if I'm not the person for them? And then that starts begging the questions of, as Christians, as people that believe in God, are we empowering people? Or are we just babysitting people and trying to glorify ourselves? Do I think I can only do good or whatever if I'm overseas and I go somewhere to do it? And what is wrong with working really hard in our own communities to create something? And like that's where I'm at. I'm in right. this like weird yeah, yeah. spiraling out well, of control. You know, I, I hear people when they come back, they're like, they say, oh, I got away from all the distractions. And I was able, and it, it, I hear them say, me, 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 I, I, I. And it cracks me up that, well, okay, you went to get away from distractions. So it's, it is selfish. And that's what I'm saying. So many people, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. But so many people. <laughs> Luckily, find, there's only three or four people. I know. <laughs> Although then they hear, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is the podcast, yes. the controversial yes, one that everyone to. Psych, controversy, <laughs> what? No. Um, but that's the thing that drives me insane is, is what if it's, it's just for us and is it something that we need? Right. And why can't we recreate that somewhere else if it is just about us? And I do think that some people need to go just for them. And I think this is one of those moments where they find purpose and they realize what passion really means and right. that kind of thing. But at the same time, I think other people just do it as an egotistical adventure. Right. Or, or they realize there's poverty. And I, I, I get that. Like the idea that you go overseas and you see that, wow, I should be really happy that I have a roof over my head and I don't have to worry every single day where my food's coming from. I get that part of it. But still, that even kind of seems a bit self-centered. I don't know. Absolutely. And even especially for someone like me that has the martyrdom personality, where it's like, I will give you the shirt off my back <laughs> if it means that I have to, you know, like, that's just my personality type. I was brainwashed that way as a child and all the way up is, is you give away whatever someone needs if you don't absolutely need it. Even if you do absolutely need it, you'll be fine, you know? <laughs> like, right. And so then it goes back to, is this like some sick fulfillment that I have to do to feel good about myself? Or is this something that I'm genuinely connected with God on? And, and I, even, I even think back to like the Crusades. A lot yeah. of people would go over to Israel and they would all these things because they felt it was this holy movement where they would go and they would be changed and they mm -hmm. would experience, you know, have this beautiful experience. And it was it was always about them. And I don't know, I, I, I worry and I fear sometimes that we, we do that. We evangelism becomes more about me and what I get from it because I'm not even even when I look at traditional evangelism, it scares me because most of evangelism that I see mm -hmm. is us answering questions that people aren't even asking anymore. Yep. You go overseas and you're talking about like revelation and the mark of the beast and all these things. And these people are saying, we need water. We need clean water. And mm -hmm. we're, we're preaching to them about the end times and when things get really bad. And they're like, it is really yeah, bad. <laughs> it, it is bad. Like how much worse are you telling me it's going to get? And, and so I wonder like what you're messages. You're going to have to run to the hills. Yeah. We don't have hills. Yeah, we, don't have... <laughs> we live in a freaking desert. Yeah. Um, it's no. And I don't know. And that's what I kind of freak out about. Cause I believe, okay. And let me, let me clarify this. I believe in the good of mission trips. I believe that there are right. amazing 
times and places to be somewhere. You where can you... keep your job. Nice. Right. <laughs> that wasn't the purpose. <laughs> Claws. Yes. FYI. Um, but no, I, I really do believe that there's so much good in a lot of them. I mean, I've seen the missionaries that came over when we were there for mission trips. And I watched their hearts open up and I watched them experience the culture and to truly step into that world. However, most of them were not from the U.S. And not to say that the U.S. is better or worse at anything. It was just, it's a different mentality. And so I'm happy that this mission trip, it's mostly locals going back home. So that's really cool to me. But at the same time, what does that even mean there? You know what I mean? Like, is it a way to get home and feel good about it? You know, and again, it goes back to that self-centered aspect. And I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm just struggling with the concept of how, how we're supposed to reach out to people and be genuine Christians. That's not self-serving. Right. And I think that that's a really tough question for me to answer because I start listing a to-do list as opposed to anything else. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that goes. And I, and I think too, like what message am I giving people when I go to another country? Because I think, you know, yeah. yeah, what some countries, when they see America, it's like the throne of Satan, you know, where they see like, <laughs> what about I, California? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, We're and, yeah, right. And, and again, like where is the most pornography made and distributed? Um, where America has a lot of things that are really negative and the world looks at us and we, we bring this culture to other places and we mm-hmm. tell them you need this and this and this to be, um, to be a, a country that is modern and progressive and blah, blah, blah. Whereas I wonder, you know, what are we bringing our culture and those things over or are we bringing the message of the gospel? Right. And that's where like the, the gospel message um, is supposed to be good news about Jesus. Right. But, but, and it becomes, and when we say that's what we're doing, right. we say that. And like, I've been reading really bizarro things. And one of the things is, you know, doing things wholeheartedly as opposed to partially. Ooh, you were just talking about this. I was today. just nice. talking about this. I like how you I, find I, a way I, to add that. I, in. You know, when you, you're into something, you fit it in uh, no matter what. Second Chronicles, I will guys, add this in, even if it doesn't this. fit. It totally does fit. <laughs> We'll say it. You, you should tell them because I think it's cool. Okay, Second Chronicles 25? 25, I think. 25. Verse 2, two it says that um, he wrote it down. <laughs> he wrote it. Amaziah, I think was who it was, one of the kings, he did everything right, but he did not do it wholeheartedly. And it actually brought him <laughs> doomsday, if you will, <laughs> because he wasn't all in. He did the right actions. So for example, I can go on mission trips. I can be a pastor. I can teach the word. I can do evangelistic series. But if I'm not doing it wholeheartedly, what does that mean? Because it's not about me. All of those things are still about me with a cushion of it's about God. And like, that's where my struggle is the concept of wholehearted ministry, wholehearted being in things and acts. It talks about, you know, like they were in prayer constantly and they did ministry and they shared the word and it wasn't about them. It's about, about a community of people who all yeah. loved God, loved each other. And that's what I even wrote some notes down like um, Evangelion. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably know this. But when when an, when an, <laughs> a new empire came in um, and took over, uh, a new nation took over this empire or whatever, that they would have a person that would go around into every village mm-hmm. and they would, they would basically say, you have a new king, you have a new ruler. And they would say it in a powerful way positive way and it was considered 
Evangelion. It was hmm. good news about the emperor That's or awesome. the king or whatever. And so, again, it, what good news? Like, what am I saying when I go over to these countries? Because, right. again, I wonder, are we saying good news about Jesus or good news about our own faith brand, our own Kool-Aid that we're drinking? And, and, it, and typically it, we share good news by terrifying people and saying, ah. But, right, and it's yeah. like that, that sermon or that talk you hear about the, you know, 25 minutes of all the bad stuff that the person did, which sounds really awesome and hardcore. Right. And then like the last three minutes are, but then I was saved and God's good. Huzzah. Right. Huzzah. And it's just like, wait, no, ugh. you know, it's just so backwards and inside out and stuff. So I, I don't know, like, that's a good question. What is the good news we're sharing? And I, and I guess we maybe will have a follow-up podcast. I'll come back and be like, nah. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, we will ask you then when you come back. Because I think this is the last podcast before you go to the, the Philippines. You can do it, yeah. PH. Yep. Philippines, not F. And do you know their initials are PI? Whatever. Private investigator. PI. It's pretty exciting. I, we've been but, talking for a really long time, even oh, good. with my hug. So look up, um, any of you guys, get, they get a chance, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, Luke 7, 22, Romans 10, 14 through 17, Luke 1, 1 through 4. All of these are different concepts of what like the gospel message should be. And all of Acts. Yeah, and, all of, and just read <laughs> Acts in general. Or maybe the yeah. whole Bible. Because, I mean, the, the reality is I, I do, I question mission trips. I question why we do them. I think that the potential there is really good. Awesome. And I think there's good things that could happen. I just sometimes question why people go, and I think I need to experience it too. So maybe you can bring back great pictures. I absolutely what you did will. And, good stories. and I think you should experience it, and it will be exciting no matter what happens. Cody's paying for my ticket next yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you'd like to donate to the Tony Werfel Fund, please do so. <laughs> now that, that he's unsure terrible. and terrified of mission trips, you will. So <laughs> we'd love to hear from you what you think about mission trips. Do you think it's a good idea, a bad idea? Do you think that. Um, what kind of message should we bring when we go there? Do we need to be, build more churches, build more schools? Uh, do we need to, how do we find out the needs of a community there? Is that what we're looking to do? What kind of, mm -hmm. do we go there and preach about revelation and hellfire? Do we go there and preach about Jesus? How do we do that? Do we just have conversations about Jesus? What do you think? We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Those were a lot of questions. Think on them all. Yeah. We are awkward satellite. That's our email at, at Gmail. Gmail. I can't believe I just remembered that. I'm so proud of you. We should probably check it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point. We're going to do that now. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Wait, what's your awkward moment? You're supposed to end with an awkward thing. Oh, um, oh didn't you have something that you were going to share? Before? I have a lot of awkward um, moments. So let's see. Awkward. I have, do you want me to tell one? Well, you, you can. Okay, really quick. So one day I had like a crazy, ridiculous schedule and it was like out of control. The fact that you say schedule is still funny. Don't judge me. <laughs> and I <laughs> left the house and I ran out and it was like nonstop, back to back, all the way to the end of the day. And it was not just sitting in meetings. It was like manual labor stuff. And then I realized I didn't put deodorant on. So the mm. whole day I had this weird anxiety, but then I remembered what your wife told me about alcohol and you could stick alcohol under your arms and like... Spray kill bacteria it? no you just oh. rub it with a cotton ball and so what? like i just had alcohol and i was my like my wife does that she rubs her, her <laughs> i'm sorry danielle this is probably good. <laughs> this is really, this this is is really awkward that was my awkward moment there you go thank you for talking about my awkward moment <laughs>
<laughs> Done. All right. Buy deodorant, everyone. <laughs> and remember to put it on. And put it on. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was Cut the it. appropriate time. That was the appropriate time. Yeah, that's good. <laughs>